By embracing their natural strengths, women advisors are upending the status quo and challenging the financial industry with a more authentic approach to doing business. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, where we empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller-Heckman, the founder of Femex Advisor, inspires and empowers women to leverage their natural strengths, creating more energy, passion, and success. Follow along for female-driven, inspirational, and motivational strategies for you to create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. So welcome, everybody. This is Adri Miller-Heckman from Femex Advisor, and welcome to today's podcast, where women fearlessly embrace their authentic self. You know, as women advisors, sometimes success is is like a moving target. We think that there's this final destination, but for many women, it often feels elusive, kind of always beyond your reach. Yet in reality, many of us are already living success in the way we want. It's just not the way we were taught. So my guest today is still on her success journey. She started out thinking she knew exactly what success looked like. And today, her idea of success is totally different and consistently evolving. So my guest today is Corinne Burke. She is a certified money coach and a wealth advisor and the owner of Successful Wealth strategies. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a constant learner. She loves to learn and loves to evolve. So welcome to the call today, Corinne. Thank you for having me, Adrian. I'm very excited to be here. I always love having you. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. How did you get into the business and what did success look like to you? Oh, boy. So I got into the business back during the financial crisis of 2000. 2001, that whole kind of time frame. And I was with my father. My father was a financial advisor. So I grew up kind of seeing him, knowing I wanted to eventually do that. And just the timing with where everything was at, it was time for me to kind of start working with him. And I came in from the ground up. I kind of, I've learned everything. I came in as his assistant and I did everything. I brought him into the is it the 21st cent, whatever the 21st century, the 20th, he, he did not have a logo, a website. He had nothing. So I got him all up and running and got, you know, then we started, you know, I started getting my insurance licenses and my CFP and all the things. So I started out very gradually. Um, I had my series seven back when I was working with the prior employer. And so I was all ready to go when I hit, you know, hit the ground running, but I really kind of just went in that way. And I, I don't want to fast forward myself too much, but success back then, well, it was just like actually just getting into the business and growing and learning and, you know, all the things, but I, it was all about a financial benchmark, right? It was all about the money. It's like, and I didn't know, I just knew that as a financial advisor, you have to make a certain amount. That's, that, that's what you think you need to do and have assets under management. And back in the day in 2002, there was no asset. It it was very, it was very, it was kind of evolving then. And I remember my father saying it would never happen, but this AUM or um, assets under management based advisory, we were all commissioned back then. And my dad's like, Oh, that'll never happen. He was, you know, and again, I, I brought him along, but I remember when I started doing the financial, you know, in the business, I said, dad, I want to get rid of the conference room table. I want to have couches And I want to 
really get to know my clients and have a cup of tea with them. Like, I really want to help them in that way. Like, I want to really get to know them. And my dad's always, my dad has always said, you do it and I'll follow. But I was at that time, I was in my early 20s, mid 20s, and I just didn't know how yet. And money coaching, fast forward, which I'm sure we'll get to, but I didn't have, I didn't develop my warrior yet. Like I had it, but like I, I wanted, it needed a little more evolving, which is when I you know, started my own company, but we'll get there, I'm sure. So that's where it kind of looked. It was all about, um, I thought I had to reach this number. And, you know, in our conversation, you talked about, you know, going to work in a suit and, mm-hmm. you know, we dressed like the penguins. Yes, I love and the story. It, it was like surreal kind of going to work, having a, a like a woman's briefcase or a man's briefcase. I mean, these these were the images of success. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. And the conference room, right? The conference room with the like the wood paneling and the big, and the big leather table. chairs. <laughs> and I thought I wanted all of that. Mm-hmm. So when did that start shifting? That all started shifting. So I went to another regional firm. My dad came with me because they wanted a divorce financial analyst. So I thought that was my next path. And it definitely was. Don't get me wrong. I did a lot of learning and growing and absolute tools I needed on my journey. So it's, it was definitely right action. But the minute I literally got there, it was the, it was the nice office. It was the big conference room table. It was the suit. And then, and then I, I met Adri there. So that's why (laughs) I know it was right action, but I was there for one day and the owner had me in tears. I don't even know if he realized it, but I was like, this isn't for me. (laughs) Like I knew it instantly, like day, maybe day one, day two. And so But then luckily I had met Adri and I started, you know, working with her and realizing that we have a different um, approach, a different view in this men's world. And we need to bring our femininity to it. And I literally cried when I started working with Adri because I was so happy that she got me. And I'm sure a lot of you feel the same, like to know that we can be different and it's not all this male domination anymore. You know, there are two things I want to mention here. One is... You know, my husband used to say, did you make anybody cry today, Adri? And it's usually in that first call when they hear our model and they go, oh, my God, it's like relief. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my God, I don't have to go through this torture chamber anymore. There is a different way. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back for a minute. You know, there are a lot of financial advisors who have joined their father's practice or their Mm -hmm. mother's practice for that matter. Yeah. And that's not always easy, but wasn't that scary? He gave you free reign. He followed you. You made the decision to pack up your clients to go to another firm. Wasn't that scary? It was terrifying. And I think for him, I'm not sure. I'm sure he still regrets it, but you'll hear about how it all comes back full circle. So maybe we'll save that for the end, like a little okay. fun story at the end, but it was terrifying. And, but it was exciting because we thought, you know, by joining this bigger firm, you know, there'd be more resources and there were avail- things available to us and all of that. But he, my dad really did it for me. He knew that like, he just he keeping us together, keeping, you know, so it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. But I knew it was right action. I just kind of had this gut feeling and it definitely was. You know, and another thing, so many women advisors who enter the business and they're weaned in the business because their father was in the business, it's almost more difficult to carve their own path. 
they're in the business, but something doesn't feel right. But your father was open to it, which Mm. is really admirable. Okay. So what happened next? So you make this big move day one. Oh my God, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, yeah, exactly. What did I do? But I, you know, I put one foot in front of the other. I made lemons out of lemonade out of lemons, right? And I met you. And so and I I learned a lot of skills and things I needed. I started running a divorce group for women. And that was the whole reason I was brought over kind of to create this um, kind of divorce workshop kind of event. And because of that, that's where I started getting my chops to public speak and building presentation. And um, at the tail end of our work together, I think you were helping me do that a little bit. So it was it was definitely necessary and it pushed me out of my comfort zone where the growth is. So like I had to do it, you know? So what happened next, I created this ladies luncheon that Adri's um, work kind of inspired. And that's where I, Oh, the transformation was huge, huge. And that's where I really started developing my voice, my autonomy. And so from, because, and I should, I should emphasize, emphasize, even though I worked with my father, he gave me a few, you know, maybe a few smaller clients, things like that, but it wasn't, I had, and you needed to build your own book. And that's why we started these, what we call now paid to play event, right? You didn't have Mm. money. You couldn't afford to be hosting a lunch. And so what we did was we created your successful ladies luncheon and correct me if I'm wrong. And the women would pay the restaurant and you started Mm. these monthly events. How many years ago was that? And you're still doing it. I want to say it was 15. Could be 15. And all of a sudden, it opened up this avenue where, because you're a networking queen. So yeah. you would meet these fabulous women and bring them in to speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you had kind of this constant flow of 25 women. And then this group would kind of merge out and a new group would come in. Yeah. And that's, isn't that how you got into the money coaching? No, that's not, but the content and all that I started doing more with this kind of was a precursor to the money coaching because my first luncheon was um, loving our money or something. It was a not, it was an out of the box topic as I would call it. So I was already money coaching, not even realizing I was money coaching. Like that's where my passion really lies. So what happened, how I got in the money coaching is I went to another firm. And when I went to that firm, I met my colleague who is very dear to my heart. And he's like my brother, like soul brother. Like we're on like the same trajectory, but he's like the male version. And I'm like, he's just, he was, he's great. He told me about money coaching. I remember we were driving to an event in Boston and he told me about it. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. Like that is what I was talking about with my dad and the couches and the tea way back you know, 10 years, but you could only see this much right at the time. Yes. I did not expect to go on that journey, but like my heart knew where it needed to go and it just needed time catching up right to like, by all the experiences I was having and the learning I needed to have along the way, the journey, which led me to where I needed to go. So meeting this colleague of mine, I started doing the money coaching and with, I kid you not, something shifted fast and I was already not feeling good about the other firm, like almost instantly. I, there was just energy shifted something. 
And I was already biding my time about getting out of there. And I remember my father saying he was getting ready to come over with me. And I said, Dad, hang tight. I think I'm starting my own company. Like, you And he's like, Corinne, oh my gosh, I can't keep following you everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, but hang tight. So I started my firm in 2017, right after so 2021, the fall of 2021, my dad came back over with me. So there is hope in a succession plan that I will buy his practice at some point, but he's like, might not even retire for like another six years. So there's still like me having to do my own thing. Well, right? you're also in the thick of it. You've got kids at home. You've yes. got other priorities. I mean, yes. really, you've always been very introspective. Yeah. And being a mom is a top priority for you. Yes. And so- Maybe success at this time of your life is not the dollars. Mm -mm, it's it's definitely not. doing what you love, generating some income, yep. and being a great mom. Because you can't go back and do that again. No. No. And of course, I, I, I think a lot of moms can speak about this, but I still have regrets. I still know how hard I worked when they were younger, and but it all led me to here. Yes. So I can't, I can't get mad at myself, but I remember, you know, there was nights I was missing dinners and things because, and the littles were home and I, I was, I was out trying to do that whole success thing. Yes. Yes. And then once I got, did the money coaching work that brought me back into so much balance because what it talks about is your warrior in the material world, right? It should be driving your bus because we're in a world of materialism, but you need this magician in your passenger seat, which is the archetype of your inner world, right? And that's where it gives us balance and guides the warrior. And without that piece, you, and let me add, and then your, your um, creator artist is in your backseat kind of speaking up like, this is what I want to be doing. This is what feeds my soul and my heart. So you've got these three in your car, your money bus car driving. And without that magician, you are always striving for more, 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 more. You always want the 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 money. And without that inner world, knowing where the balance comes in and that connection to source, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, a tree, whatever makes you, you know, you feel connected to something bigger than you. That's what brings you back into kind of this balance where you're not just looking for the money. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll you never know, reach it that way. It's interesting because... We're weaned, and especially when you have a father that's in the business, you're seeing that world at home and at work, right? Yeah. So you're totally submerged in that world. And, you know, people always talk about, well, you know, ask the women what they want. Most women don't know what they want because they've been pummeled by what they're supposed to want. Mm -hmm. And it really is a process. And it's what's interesting is most women make big changes and they're scary changes, right? I, I yes. mean, every time you made a big move, that was scary. Now, Terrifying. for some reason, for some women, they wait until a tragedy forces the move. Mm -hmm. You did every move intentionally because with each move you made, the window opened, the window opened further, the window opened further until finally you began to see what you really want. And it, it is a journey. Yes. And I should add here to Adria, as you're talking about, you know, being at home, being immersed in it, seeing it. My dad was also the breadwinner 
right? So, but he was also the man. And in that time when he was growing up, the women kind of did everything at home. So he was able to go to work in the morning, come home at night, have dinner made, dinner cleaned up, laundry laundry done, done, house cleaned. And while I have an amazing husband who helps me with a lot of things, it's still, you know, I still, I do still a lot of the roles of, you know, the laundry, which again, I'm not going to add jokes here, but my children should be, they they could be doing it, but I kind of like doing the laundry, (laughs) but I cook the dinners. I plan the meals. Um, Not that he won't have a taco night or make some food. Like he's absolutely capable, but it's that I still feel like, you know, I'm the doctor appointments. I'm the flexible one. I'm the one getting them out of school if they're sick. Like I, I'm the, you know what I mean? So there's, my dad, my dad was never that. Right. So, and, and my husband, like he's definitely more flexible now since COVID, but he, that's only very recent. So I had to have this more flexible role. So it's, I often would get almost a little resentful because I couldn't just wake up and do the day and put all my energy into my career. It became very much split. And then when you're at home, you're worrying that you're not, you know, you should be at work. And when you're with the kids, yes. And then when you're working, yeah, you, you, you think you should be at home. So you're, it's this constant pull. Whereas I think a lot of men get to go to work and that was the mindset. I go to work. I get to bring home. The, oh, the, so. you know, when I was a um, fin- uh, national training officer for Smith Barney, I was the third female. And in hindsight, it was fabulous, but it, but it was also painful. And there were limited amount of national training officers, but the concept or the protocol was he who comes in the earliest and stays the latest is the best. And granted, there were times that I would drop the ball because I was a single mom. I moved from California to Connecticut. I knew no one. I had three kids, 13 and under. It was, I remember teaching a class to 150 financial advisors and I would get a migraine and I'd have to go up, put an injection in my leg, take codeine and come back. And then later I would go into this room. They had a little bed and take a quick nap. And of course that evoked criticism that Adri's on drugs, right? It was crazy. And all these other national training officers, they were either single women or these guys that had women at home that would do the laundry, make their lunches. I mean, the pressure was unbelievable. Now, did that propel my life to where I am today? Yeah, right? And wouldn't you say, Corinne, that we don't get to where we want to be because everything is rosy and goes perfectly. 100%. 100%. And I think that, I don't know if you've heard of the phrase in the world, but it's uh, the dark night of the soul. It's kind of when you are forced into a traumatic kind of, just a lot of like a, a space where you you have to crawl out of it to yeah. find your light again, right? Yeah. And in doing so, that's where we grow and we learn and we become stronger. And that's where we help others. So as a coach and a money coach, if everything was easy for me and I just like had, had no issues and I, how, like the reason I'm a good coach is because I'm able to draw on experience. So it's, and you're able to draw on your life and you're able to share how you overcame or how, when you were in it, 
you were able to get out of it, right? So if we didn't have that kind of experience or making these, like you said, making these big jumps and trusting your intuition, I mean, how do we develop? How do we grow? So So you said something there and you talked about we need to draw on our experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And so many of the women that I coach, and as they develop their compelling message, and as they develop their story, why women, we pull from those experiences. And it's those life experiences. So many of them went through their own divorce, relinquished their power by not focusing on the finances. And that experience alone brought them to become a financial advisor. But they look back on all these things, moving to a different company, making changes as mistakes. And they're not mistakes. They're stepping stones. Yes. Yes. And we're not going to get to where we really are meant to be without these stepping stones. 100%. And I think one of the archetypes that I work with a ton and I'm a recovering one, is the, is the victim archetype, right? And that archetype, in order to see things as not the mistake and to blame, you look for the gift in everything. And you look for the, you look for the gem and you look for the, the diamond, right? You look for all the things within that experience. And when you can do that, that's when you transform the victim. And you realize everything's happening for you, not to you. And if you can start doing that work, that's when your life changes and you Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is really powerful. And you know, I don't know why. I remember when I was a branch administrator or a sales assistant before I became a financial advisor and my manager would call me in and he'd say, Adri, every time I call you and I give you compliments, you go, okay, thanks. But when I call you in because you've done something wrong, you sit down and you want to dig into it. Mm-hmm. And it's because I learned maybe it was from sports, right? Maybe it was from sports. I learned that the mistakes are what help us grow. The mistakes are what really move us forward in life. And so my concept of making a mistake was always a positive one, which Mm -hmm. isn't very compassionate (laughs) when somebody else is dealing with their their guilt and their remorse. I'm like, yay, go for it. Yeah. And look where you are now. Like that's because you were doing that. Like you were looking for the gift in everything and you were already transforming your victim. victim And don't you find you talk about the gift in everything and how many times in my career as a coach that business would slow down. Mm -hmm. And I learned to look at that slowdown. Now, don't get me wrong. I still get the guilties. I still get the what's the matter with me, right? But there's a larger part of my brain that says, hmm, things are slowing down for a reason. It's opening up this window of opportunity because there's something else I need to be focusing on to take the business to a higher level. 100%. Yes. But instead of taking on that approach, we feel guilty and like, what's the matter with me? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's all this hardwiring our brain does to keep oh us my in that God. stuck. Yeah. Yes. So, Corinne, if you had to give the women listening to this call one piece of advice, just one, what would it be? Oh, boy, Adri. I think it's just not to ignore 
what your heart's truly like craving, you know, yeah. to be authentically, to stay authentically yourself. And, and even if it's scary to, you gotta take the step. Cause that's but how do you is. hear your heart? How do you do that in this material male testosterone driven world? And yeah, I don't mean it. I mean it in a way that you have to kind of, it's a knowing it's, I just, it's like this unknowing that you have. Like I knew that, like I, like you said, when I made those moves, they were terrifying, but it was just like something bigger than me. Like I just knew that I needed to take them. Isn't that part of your feminine strength? That is. It's your this intuition is unbelievable. This. And of course the world has said, oh, that's ridiculous. You're just on your period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was never valued. And really, when you create space in your life, when when you create these moments to think and reflect, that's when you hear your woman's voice. Yes, yes. And that is essential. Yes. Essential. Corinne, I could do this all day, every day with you. We're going to have you back on. You're just this vast wealth of insight and you certainly have found your path thank you awesome thank you for joining us for those of you who want to learn more about femex advisor visit our website at femexadvisor.com and if you really want to start looking at a different more feminine approach to growing your business book a strategy call with me corinne you're a rock star thank you you're a warrior (laughs) thank you Thank you, ladies, for joining us and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.